I'm Colleen, and this podcast is an inside look at recovery, which I define as a lifelong journey to get out of your own way and become your own best friend. Join me for mindset upgrades that move you from worry and regret to resilience and confidence. I'll share easy strategies for how to feel better without having to make major changes. Because it's not what you do, it's who you are. Self-care is the path to recovery because our needs are not negotiable. Hey there, so today's episode is going to be short and sweet, where once again, I revisit an essay that I wrote. Um, Writing is a way that I have made sense of my recovery. And as you find out in early recovery, it's not about the alcohol. It's about our mindsets and the way we've grown up. And for me, um, as I shared in the episode called Confessions of a Raging Codependent, I've had a lot of layers to uncover where I'm finding shame and realizing that my insecurity or my inability to deal with my own feelings comes from a belief, an ingrained belief that somehow I am not good enough. You know, shame is where we believe that we are the problem. And so in this essay, I talk about the origins of that belief and how I've pulled it into consciousness so that I can heal that wound. And that's really the gist of recovery, becoming aware of the unconscious emotions and beliefs that are driving your behavior and holding you back. So the title of this episode is The Sinner Mindset, Motivated by Shame. When I quit drinking, I also quit making myself do shit I didn't want to do. Eliminating alcohol alleviated my guilt. I had been trading my integrity for drink tickets. With no secret to hide anymore, no absolution was required. As the scale felt more balanced in my favor, the motivation to ignore feelings of resentment dissolved into thin air. At first, I projected my anger at everyone else for what they were doing to me. But I eventually realized I was mostly mad at myself for agreeing to things that I didn't agree with just to stay off the radar. You teach people how to treat you, what to expect from you, and I had a serious lack of boundaries because I had been operating under the assumption that boundaries need to be justified And I was busy justifying the drink in my hand. So it was easier to just not care about the other stuff, to not ask, to not say, to pretend to be flexible and fun because being perky and positive kept happy hour running on schedule. Spoiler alert, the only shit I had to put up with was my own. You see, my biggest fear underneath it all was that I'm just a lazy bitch also broken, and trying to escape this shadow version of myself and hide her from others was my primary source of motivation. There was no relief from the stress of proving that I was strong and good and doing things right. Because there is no end to a mindset. I applied that to everything. 
And I coped the only way I knew how, by numbing, distracting, and suppressing my inner turmoil, whatever it took to keep going. Luckily, thankfully, I burned out, because that is no way to live. I was exhausted. So I stopped hiding and decided to acknowledge the lazy, broken bitch version of myself. I gave her a seat at the table and started listening to what she had to say. She had an interesting story to tell. Growing up in the Christian church, she'd been indoctrinated with the sinner mindset. The framework of original sin is that we are born unworthy, that our physical needs and desires are evil, and that self-sacrifice is the key to the kingdom. So that's what I believed, making the assumption that if something felt bad or wrong, I was bad or wrong, which is a perfectly reasonable assumption. That's what I was taught. Eve talked to a snake, gave Adam the apple, and got them both thrown out of the garden for being naked. Jesus reprimanded Martha for doing dishes while he was talking. Only Mary seemed to get it right, managing to be a mother and a virgin. Feminine urges can't be trusted. The sinner inside of me needed saving from selfishness, from her own wicked ways, also from temptation and a lack of cleanliness, unless either serves a man. I thought shame was the voice of God, moving me away from the voice of false female knowledge. So I tried to save myself with accolades, validation, and acceptance. Searching for salvation in the reflection of other people's approval, aka God's watchful eye, caring only about how things look and ignoring how they felt. Because what I felt didn't matter. I am female, broken, just a lazy bitch. The realization that I was carrying a large bag of shame, neatly packaged in the pretty wrappings of pride, hit me about a month into sobriety. But the antidote to shame seemed to be vulnerability, transparency, saying it out loud, whatever it happened to be, allowing my whole self to be seen, metaphorically naked. Every time I spoke my truth, the inner turmoil lessened. And so I just gave myself permission to be raw and real, Overcorrect if that's what it takes. I told my husband I needed space and I moved into our guest room. No more cooking perfect meals or posting pretty pictures on Instagram or being nice and feigning concern for things I didn't care about. I stopped participating in conversations and activities, anything that felt superficial and or pointless. I embodied the lazy, broken bitch. Actually, I just developed a healthy respect for my own bandwidth. I finally understood that I couldn't grow if I was overwhelmed. My nervous system was fried from alcohol, perfectionism, motherhood, people-pleasing, busyness, shame, all of it. And my healing had to take priority. For the first time in my life, I had no motivation to pretend or lie. I had no motivation at all, and I owned it, allowed for it. It was liberating and also terrifying 
I played a game of chicken with my shame and figured I'd either win or die trying. I just didn't care anymore. That's not rock bottom, that's deliverance. What I hadn't known is that I couldn't escape my emotions. They are inside my body. They are triggered by thoughts and beliefs that need to be processed, noticed, and allowed, reconciled. Allowing myself to feel whatever I am feeling, no matter how ugly or bad or wrong it seems, restored my relationship to my creator or God, source, the divine, the universe, whatever you want to call they, them. It also restored a purpose in me that is greater than my own problems. Even if no one understands me and everyone is judging me, I am not alone. Respecting my bandwidth in early sobriety allowed me to right side my motivation. So I didn't just trade one addiction for another because I failed to learn how to make space for my feelings. I understood that if I didn't manage my emotions, they were managing me. The joy of outperforming shame or winning an argument with anger was always temporary. I eventually did return to the land of the living, peopling and adulting as expected. I just no longer work for gold stars or jewels in my heavenly crown. I don't go along with what feels like bullshit. I've stopped being the victim, the martyr, the hero, and I set boundaries, not because I'm selfish, but because I had to learn the hard way that denying myself makes me less whole, less available, less motivated, and I end up looking for an escape. I am not broken and I don't need to escape my own body anymore. Growing up under the cloak of original sin produced a productive and nice woman who did her best to follow the rules. But the shame that motivated her resulted in dysfunction and anxiety. When I stopped abandoning myself, I was quite literally born again as an integrated and fully functioning human goddess, motivated by love. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please take the time to rate and review the show so that other people can find it. I really appreciate it. And check out the show notes for any resources I've mentioned, including links to follow me on Instagram and join my private Facebook group where I connect with my tribe every day. I love it in there and we have so much fun. And finally, if you're ready to redefine sobriety so that you can feel excited about quitting drinking, follow the link to my 10 days to spontaneous sobriety course, where I will help you eliminate, eradicate, obliterate, cancel your desire to drink because looking and feeling your best is addictive too. I'll see you soon.